0: i did all that church stuff all that christian stuff you know but i was missing jesus
1: that's b tyler ellis he even served as a christian missionary all without having trusted his own life to jesus christ now right now you may be saying to yourself why well he did finally realize what he missed and once he did he embarked upon a journey to ask people All people, Christians, Muslims, atheists, people of faith, people of no faith. This crucial question.
0: Hypothetically, if God and heaven are real, on what basis do you believe God would or would not accept you into heaven?
1: How would you answer that question? How did people answer that question? Well, B. Tyler Ellis is going to share that with us on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association,
2: celebrating 70 years of proclaiming the message of Jesus Christ. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. So, Tyler Ellis was heavily involved in church work, but he wasn't a Christian. He's not alone in that, as you'll hear Billy
3: Graham teach on a little later in the episode. You can be in the church, a leader in the church, and still not certain that you know Christ. You can know Him before you leave here. You can know that your sins are forgiven. You can know that if you died tonight, you'd go to heaven.
2: Would you like to know that your sins are forgiven? We can help. Visit us at findpeacewithgod.net or call our 24-hour prayer line. The number is 888-388-2683. That's 888 888- 3882683 that number and the website i just mentioned are both in the show notes
0: so
1: God. People stories.
0: I grew up in California, was born there, played soccer and had a good tan. And then when I was about nine years old, my family of five, we moved up to Portland, Oregon. B. Tyler
1: Ellis, or just plain Tyler, that's what he goes by. He was the youngest of three. His parents divorced when he was 15.
0: My dad passed away uh, three years ago, but From the time of the divorce, pretty much until the time he passed away, he was pretty aloof.
1: Tyler's mom, brother, and sister, and his close friends, helped him get through some difficult years. Church also factored largely.
0: I did all that church stuff, all that Christian stuff, you know, but I was missing Jesus. I remember a time, I was probably about 16, I was riding my bike in Portland, Oregon, this kid who was younger than I was was dressed up in a suit. I came to a red light and he engaged me in conversation and just came right out and asked me that awkward killer question if you died today, would you go to heaven or hell? And I said, Well, I would go to heaven. And he said, Well, how do you know? And I said, Well, I go to church. <laughs> You know, I believe in God. I've been baptized. Uh, You know, I've done all this and I've never done that. And he just kind of shook his head and said, Well, you know, that's not really how it works. And then the light turned green and I said, Well, that's what makes sense to me. And I went on about my day. He didn't just go on about his day.
2: Tyler went on about his life for five more years with a wrong understanding of what it means to be a Christian. In spite of that, he served as a missionary in Samoa for more than two years and even enrolled in Bible college. It was when Tyler was at Bible college at the age of 21 that he
1: realized he had missed something. He had never trusted Jesus, only Jesus, to be his Savior.
0: There was a classmate of mine who was about 50, so he kind of became my next father figure. And lo and behold, he lived across the street from me. So we hung out a lot, went to Starbucks all the time. And I just loved winning debates and having the right answers, you know. And and so I would throw all these questions at him, and he was patient. And, and one day he just grabbed the napkin, and he wrote Jesus on it, and he slid it across the table. And I don't know what my question was, but that wasn't the answer. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, I know that. I know Jesus. You know, I could tell you all about Jesus. But what about this question?
1: In response to that question, Tyler's friend turned the tables on him and started asking Tyler questions, including this. On what basis will God forgive you and accept you into heaven?
0: And I said the same thing to him at the age of about 21 that I had said to that kid in the suit in Portland at the age of 16. And the problem with my answer, both times, was that I didn't name the name of Jesus. I just appealed to what I was doing, my church attendance, my right beliefs, and I missed Jesus.
2: Jesus is the only way anyone gets to heaven. And Tyler's friend helped him understand that. He helped him see that Tyler needed to surrender his life to Jesus Christ.
0: So... It was after a uh, life of church going, camp going, private school going that finally, after even doing a two-year mission trip, my eyes were open for the first time to what it really means to trust and rely on Jesus exclusively, trusting His death as sufficient payment for our sins, and and even understanding what it means for Him to be the Lord of my life. And I'll tell you, when I got that, I had mixed feelings. Part of me was super grateful. God is so patient, you know. And then part of me was really kind of resentful and bitter that I could have done all that I did. And so I was, you know, upset with the church and upset with lots of people. And then I finally came around to letting my gratitude overpower that wilderness time and just realizing that, hey, everybody's got to own their faith.
1: Now, with a new sensitivity for people who had never heard about the grace of Jesus, including professing Christians, Tyler went into college ministry, and he devoted the next 15 years of his life to that
2: ministry. A lot happened during those years. Tyler met his wife and started a family, and he embarked on a journey that led him to some revelations about how to talk about Jesus. He recently shared what he learned during a TEDx talk that has been viewed thousands of
1: times on YouTube. Here's how it starts.
0: So there I was, a groomsman at a wedding reception with an open bar.
2: Tyler recounts a conversation he had with a fellow groomsman who poured out his life story after some drinks. And that story included abandonment, abuse, and the decision to become an atheist. The groomsman asked Tyler how anyone could believe in God. I
0: said, I hate to hear what you've been through. And I don't blame you for having doubts. I don't have an answer for you right now. But I do have a question and an invitation. My question is, hypothetically, if all your questions had answers that provided more reasons to believe in God than not, what would you do? And he said, whoa, I was not expecting that. I'll think about it.
1: Tyler's invitation was twofold. First, he invited the groomsmen to join him for a future conversation about his questions.
2: Then Tyler invited him to pray the skeptic's prayer, which goes something like this. God, if you're out there, would you please do whatever it takes to help me find you? The man wasn't expecting that either, but again, he said he'd think about it. That conversation taught Tyler a crucial lesson.
0: Never give a 10-cent answer to a million-dollar question.
2: Tyler couldn't immediately tackle all of the things keeping that man from believing in God, not in the middle of a wedding reception, but he could help him take the first step.
1: While Tyler was exploring different ways to engage people, the students in his college ministry were confiding in Tyler that they were struggling to share their faith. So together, they looked at some different approaches. One of them involved surveying students on campus and inviting them to a follow-up conversation at a coffee shop, but that proved a little awkward too.
0: So I was just thinking, how can we take the awkward factor out of this equation? And maybe you never can, but I decided, what if we just skip this whole survey on a clipboard, walking up to people when they're clearly on their way to somewhere and just skip right to the coffee shop and invite people to coffee?
2: Tyler started emailing the leaders of various student groups on campus, along with a few professors. He introduced himself and explained that he hoped to interview 50 people from different backgrounds and belief systems. One at a time, he invited them for a cup of coffee, his treat, and 20 questions.
1: Now for a creative twist, Tyler also said he would draw their portrait during the conversation. About 1 in 10 people said, sure. After about two years, Tyler had interviewed 50 people. Atheist, agnostic, Catholic, Protestant, Muslim, Jewish, New Age, ex-Christian. He covered as much spiritual ground as possible.
0: One of my favorite questions is just what comes to mind when you think about and then fill in the blank. So it's a very neutral, open-ended question. You could fill in the blank with God, Jesus, the Bible, heaven, hell, Satan, the afterlife, the purpose of life. I had people laughing. Some people would cry. A lot of times I'd ask a question and people would just say, man, that is a good question. I do not know the answer to that, but I should, shouldn't I? Man, this is, I never have conversations like this. This stuff is so important. And, you know, why am I not making this a priority?
1: Here's one of the key questions Tyler asked.
0: Hypothetically, if God and heaven are real, on what basis do you believe God would or would not? accept you into heaven. Really what I'm looking for is what did they trust in? What do they appeal to? And it's really that's a, just a different way of saying the same question I was asked by that kid in Portland, Oregon.
2: So, how did people answer? And did the atheist's answers differ significantly from, say, the Muslims or the Christians? They didn't. And Tyler was surprised by that.
0: Almost everybody. You can summarize those 50 interviews by this statement, and it's the belief that acceptance in heaven depends on performance on earth. So, even atheists would tell me, well, if it's a hypothetical question and there is a God, well, I'm, I'm probably still good. I'm good with God. I'll, if there's a heaven, I'll be in it uh, because I'm a good guy. And, you know, I did have people with the same mentality On the other end of the scale, however, who said, oh, God will never let me into heaven. And those are people who have done really bad things, or they just have a more sensitive conscience about it.
2: Even the Christians tended to say that their salvation is based on their own actions.
0: It's the same as that 16-year-old Tyler. They don't name the name of Jesus.
2: What was going on? Tyler started digging
1: for answers, and he discovered some in a recent Barner Group study. It found that a lot of Americans who identify as Christians believed something very wrong. They believed good works could earn them a place in heaven.
0: Almost half the Christians in the United States are approaching God with this scale, trying to outweigh their evil with good. And what I saw in people was the same as what I saw in myself was people living in fear, people doing good that's driven by guilt, people with no assurance of where they stand with God, and doing good for the wrong reasons, and people giving up because they know they'll never be good enough, and people not sharing their faith because it's not good to them in the first place. How could they make it seem good to anyone else?
1: There was a particular misconception about Jesus, that appeared often among interview subjects. They described Jesus as a role model, but not the savior of the world.
0: And it's such a tricky scheme of our adversary, because on the surface it seems so close to what's true, because Jesus is a role model. I mean, yeah, if we do what he says and follow the example, we will have hugely improved lives but if we're trying to do that, to gain forgiveness of God, that's not going to get there. Because Jesus didn't come to show us how to get to heaven. Jesus came to be the way to heaven. Here's how it's
2: written in the Bible. In John chapter 14, it says, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me.
1: That's the heart of Of the gospel and gospel is a word that means good news it's the message the billy graham evangelistic association has been sharing for 70 years in fact 70 years this month and tyler's findings show how important it
2: is to keep sharing it the adventures tyler has had over the last few years could fill a book half of the 50 people he interviewed wanted to meet up again and keep talking Some of those conversations turned into weekly hangouts and deep friendships. One man even went with Tyler on a mission trip to Honduras. A young woman that Tyler interviewed called
1: him at 3 o'clock in the morning as she was preparing to commit suicide. God used Tyler and the local police to save her life.
0: She's a Christian today. She's a mom and a wife. And I'm really proud of her. You know, even though she still struggles, but That was one of those things, like, man, you know, I wonder if that would have ever happened. I wonder if she would have called me, of all people, if I hadn't had that coffee with her.
1: Uh, And listen to this. Of the 50 people Tyler originally interviewed, starting around 2015, 25% of those have put their faith in Jesus Christ. Tyler is continuing to reach out to others and training believers to do the same. Some of his best advice is to be a good listener and to keep the focus on Jesus.
0: All these religions out there have these lists of do's and don'ts, you know? So people see Christianity and they think, well, it's the same, you know? They have this list, they have this list. It all goes to the same place. And when we realize that we're meant to obey Jesus, not to be forgiven, but because we're forgiven, Wow, it just changes everything. When we go to church, not to earn points, not to tilt a scale, but we're going because of such gratitude and love. We just want to worship God, who's done everything He possibly can to, to reconcile us to Him. We're going because we're forgiven. We're sharing our faith now because it's good news, and we, we know people need this good news. And we have a newfound Sense of urgency and so we're not driven by guilt and fear, but we're driven by love and gratitude. Jesus
1: the of my heart. Jesus the
0: anchor of my soul.
2: So what about you? How would you answer this question that Tyler has asked of so many people? The question is, if God and heaven are real, on what basis do you believe God would or would not accept you into heaven? There is an answer to that,
1: and there's only one answer. And we want to point you to that answer. The truth that you don't have to earn your way into heaven. In fact, you cannot, no matter what you do, earn your way into heaven. But the free gift of salvation is something you can accept today, now. If you want that for your life, we invite you to go to our website, findpeacewithgod.net. If you're ready to ask Jesus to be your Savior, there's a prayer you can pray right now. If you're not there yet and you have questions, there's a chat button that will connect you with one of our trained Around the Clock volunteers. They would be honored to listen and help guide you. Again, that's findpeacewithgod.net. And if you'd rather talk with someone on the phone, here's our number, 888-388-2683. And that phone number and the website are in our show
2: notes. COVID-19 has taken a lot of lives, and it's disrupted just about everything, including Tyler Ellis's livelihood. He was recently laid off, and in a minute, he'll share a little bit about his next adventure. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories,
3: a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Tonight, I want us to fasten our eyes on the person of Jesus Christ. Not only who he was, but what he was, and what he can do for you. Billy Graham. Jesus had good news. He said, I've come to bring good news to you. I've come to tell you that I can help you solve your problems and heal your hurts. I can save your soul. I can guarantee that when you die, you'll go to heaven. The first thing you must do is repent. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out, the scripture says. Don't trust in your own religious background or your own good works. Say to God, oh God, I know that I have sinned. You can be in the church, a leader in the church, and still not certain that you know Christ. You can know him before you leave here. You can know that your sins are forgiven. You can know that if you died tonight, you'd go to heaven.
2: That promise applies to you, too. If you'd like to know more about how to know for sure that you'll go to heaven when you die, visit us at findpeacewithgod.com. Net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. Tyler Ellis
1: has been sharing his story with us. Lately, he has had some significant ups and downs in his life. Before COVID-19, he was working for a ministry in Texas called Let's Start Talking. His job there was to train Christians to share their faith by helping people like international students and refugees improve their English
2: while learning about Jesus. But Tyler said he and several other employees were laid off when COVID-19 travel restrictions hit the ministry hard. Now, he and his wife and three young daughters are preparing to move to Hawaii to do ministry there.
0: My sister lives there. and She has an Airbnb that has been vacant, as you can imagine, because the tourism's down. So they invited my family to move in with them, and I'm going to try to continue doing this conversational English training with churches and campus ministries throughout the state of Hawaii, which is actually a pretty awesomely strategic place considering that so much of the population of that state is people coming from Asian countries and Micronesians, even Hispanics. And so, there's tons of people there who would be interested in improving their English. So, I'll be doing that.
2: Tyler's also hoping to attend the University of the Nations in Kona. It's run by the ministry Youth with a Mission, also known as YWAM. We're so grateful to Tyler for his faithfulness and his willing to share his story. Could we ask you to share this episode with someone who you think could benefit from hearing it? We appreciate it. I'm Phil Fleischman.
1: And we appreciate you listening. I'm Jim Kirkland. GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news.